talking about video games. Yeah! Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Donkey Kong Artist Podcast from our houses because we can't go outside. Uh, we also have a lot of beer. Uh, I am Patrick Shanley, and I am still the editor of video games at The Hollywood Reporter. And joining me, as always, is my best friend and co-host, Edmund Arnold. Edmund, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Patrick. I'm doing well, just playing a lot of video games and trying not to go insane. How are you doing, my man? I'm good. I feel like, based on your beard, you're failing and not going insane. Oh, and <laughs> also joining us this week is my other best friend, Colin Codega. Colin, how are you doing? Hey, Pat and Eddie. I'm doing great. Um, you know, just weird times these days, but I have a lot more time to, to stay inside and uh, finally work on that backlog and uh, play some video games. That's very true. I played so many video games, you guys. It's been really kind of gross. There's like an impression of my couch from my ass. It's Can I rough. say something that might be un- in- not popular to say? Okay. I've actually been, I know the coronavirus is not anything to take long, um, lightly. I know we've lost a bunch of people, but I've gotten back into video games thanks to it. I was falling out of video games since the beginning of the year because it's just been, we haven't had a good year in my opinion. I think the only game that really caught my attention this year so far was Kakarot. Kakarot. So other than that. I don't know I, if you can see our reactions to you. Yeah, so. I, like, I definitely can see that. Um, but it's been, it, it seems like with Final Fantasy VII dropping, Animal Crossing dropping, I am full on in the game mode. And I don't know how you guys are feeling right now about all that. Thank God, those games dropped during this lockdown. Otherwise, I would have lost my freaking mind. Um, all right, those are the two hot topics right now, I feel like. So let's just hop right into it. I like Final Fantasy VII. I'm not sure if I've ever mentioned this on this podcast. Really? Uh, it's a good game. It's a little known game. <laughs> I never talk about it. Uh, I was really, really, really excited for this. I beat it before it came out. So I kind of just watched people react to it the same way that I reacted to it. I am very interested in, A, both of you are playing it, I'm assuming, yeah? Yes. Okay. How far are you into the game? I I want to say- Before we start, I don't want to do like spoilers. We can do a spoiler cast later, but like, I just want to gauge about how far into it you are. I'm at chapter, I believe, eight or nine. So I think that's a good good way. I'm I'm in my um, second reactor. I'm I'm working on or coming to the the ending of that. So I, I believe Eddie's a little further than me, though. I am. Um, I believe the the big major event just happened. Uh, I don't know exactly what chapter I'm on, but oh, okay, I know what you're saying. The big major event just happened. Um, Barrett, Tifa, and Cloud are in my party, and we're about to go into Shinra. I believe that's where I am. I'm at right now. We're pretty far along there. Yeah, I'm almost done. I've I've cranked out a lot of this game, and I probably wouldn't have not done this if we weren't on shelter in place right now. Yeah, I was about to make fun of you, and then I realized that we can't go outside, so it's not yeah. that thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, have either of you been the original? I've only made it outside of, I think, the first 45 minutes of Final Fantasy VII, and that was on my PlayStation 4, so I have zero context. I've been hearing from so many people being like, you know, and I'm really curious to see how people deal with the twist, or there's a lot of information, I think, of based off the original, which I have zero context I am loving this game. I, I put it down. I haven't played it in the last few days just because, you know, life comes up. But it is, I think my experience lately, I've been playing a lot of the Yakuza and Judgment games um, I have over the last few years. So I think it's been a nice 
kind of introduction almost to this remake because you get a lot of the humor there, a lot of the fast-paced combat. And, um, and just at the end of the day, I think it's really cool seeing something that has had this buildup for so long, this cult following. And as an adult, when I play that game, it was difficult for me to see and have this vision of the whole town and the system and just how cool the scenery of Final Fantasy VII is. And I feel like me being an adult, I didn't have the imagination. So it's really cool hearing people from you two who I'm sure will have this idea. This is probably how you saw it as a kid playing the game. Um, maybe envision the world. I don't know. I'd be no curious. Way. I even texted Pat last two weeks ago. Um, and I was just like, I can't believe you love this game so much with how liberal it is because I didn't realize that there was so <laughs> much, there's a lot of like, globalization and the cor- yeah. corporations are ruining our environment and why is an eco terrorist in the game exactly and and you know i've had i had some mixed feelings because i'm like all right i'm playing as a terrorist right now i don't agree with the way that they're you know getting their message across um i hope they allude to that in the next i know it's not going to probably be this game but it's probably going to be the next game i spoiled the ending 17 years from now yeah i read the ending of the remake i cannot wait to get to the ending the ending sounds insane um, I, I don't, we probably want to do a spoiler podcast at some point, but like the stuff that they're doing with the ending, if I'm reading it correctly and I have to still play it, it sounds extremely interesting. The like, ending extremely is interesting. bananas. It's just complete nonsense thrown on top of nonsense. So we will do a spoiler cast about that. What I will say about the beginning of the game, this isn't like a huge spoiler. It's way different in terms of the way that the heroes are presented in the renew remake in the original you murder a whole bunch of people like innocent people get murdered and the you're the, and you're the one who plays the, the bomb it's not shinra like it's, it's not, not the, yeah you're not getting the whole context of or you're not getting all that like you know drones coming through and there's a lot more like evil forces at play you're yeah. just more of watching the story play out correct right. and yeah, you're a terrorist you're a terrorist you blow terrorist. a bomb up and kill a whole bunch of innocent people who live there but you're doing it for the greater good but you have to reconcile that later in the game so, so now they take all of that away let me ask you, do you like what they did? Because I know, especially with the first two bombs, I think the first bomb, you kind of set it off, but it sounds like Shinra's kind of letting you set it off. The second bomb is deliberately set off by Shinra. Yeah. Do you like those changes? Because for me, the original game, one of the, one of the best parts of the original game for me was Barrett kind of his character development to him in the very beginning being very self-righteous yeah. about being a terrorist. And then him like in the middle of the game, be like, man, I don't know if this was the right way to do this. Um, like his character arc in the first, besides the way he talked, I thought his character arc in the first game was fantastic. And I'm interested to see if they're still going to go that same way with him, with him being a good dad, him taking care of, uh, I don't want to spoil Marlene. it, never mind. Um, Marlene. Marlene, but I was going to say Marlene is, oh. you know, the daughter of his best friend that he lost in a war. So, you know, it's, I'm yeah. wondering if they're going to allude to that. So were you upset by the changes that they made in the remake or were you okay with it? Uh, that was my... I thought it was going to be my big like complaint was going to be that, and then it really changed a whole bunch of things like later on. Though the core storyline is still pretty much the same, even with the the ending that they have. Um, I don't like it because it kind of taints the story a little bit. It's like less of a nuanced story now. It's just mm-hmm. like Shinra is big and evil and bad, which they were in the original. But like you were also doing pretty messed up stuff. And Cloud's an asshole. Yeah, like yes. that's kind of the, he's still an asshole kind of in this new remake, but he's like also too cool and like too put together. In the first one, he's a giant poser. Like that's the whole point of his character is that he's a liar, maybe, who knows, maybe he's crazy, but he's a poser and he's kind of a dick to everybody. 
yeah. Well, he stole someone's identity essentially, but yeah. Um, oh, in the sorry, in the original, we don't. We're not there yet. Does twenty three years ago? Does that character even get introduced in the? Sorry, Colin. Does that character even? Does Zach even get introduced in this game? Do I don't know. This? That's a good question. See, is, um, is, I will say, Eddie. I think the going through and playing the early set, like totally understandable. You know your your thoughts and things. I really it, to me, it senses that they're getting a lot of. Um, they're, they're setting it up to, to have a con- an inner conflict between all of uh, Avalanche, I would say, or at least some members, because seeing the actual shit, um, what's the name of the corporation they're fighting? I'm, I'm Shinra. Sure. Shinra. When they're, you actually see like the employees on the train and you're that's hearing crazy. them talk out, they're used to their way of life and you may be righteous. And I think that's really cool being, you know, um, for me playing this for the first time and seeing that. And I really like, now I'm thinking through, I'm like, oh, what are they setting up? And now I'm really excited to eventually beat it. And I don't know if I'm going to go back and play the original, but I for sure now every decision right. they make, I'm like, what was the original? What was this? And it's really cool to to think through that they, uh, they've been able to keep the story the same, but it seems like they're changing a lot. And it, they could go a lot of directions from what I heard in the next um, iteration too. So who knows what the final end product's going to be. Um, or if we'll ever even get it. It took this long <laughs> to get this one. So who knows? There's that. My, my favorite part of the remake is uh, this must've been done intentionally because everyone always makes fun of the character models from the original because they look like Popeye because it's so like polygonal and everything. Yeah. And yeah. they made everyone look like an underwear model in the new one. Even Wedge looks like an underwear model. Everyone is so hot in Final Fantasy. I, I tweeted that. Like, it's embarrassing how hot everyone is. Like, it's the horniest game I've ever played in well, my life. Well, I was going to say, everyone's horny. Yeah, it's, it's the horniest. Like, Jesse's basically like, oh, just come to my house. Just just do it. Just to come to my house. And, like, I don't know you. Like, what, what's going on here? Um, and it's like, Aerith, when they first meet, it's literally like, hey, like, you can do this. Your payment's going to be a date with me. And it's like, hee hee, and, like, walk away. It's It's... But it's very innocent. It's very innocent. And that's what I, I genuinely, like, I feel good playing this game. And even though, like, they are, there's, like, eco-terror, just the interaction between all the, the characters and everything, it's, it's a very feel-good game between the character interactions. Um, say, that annoys me. The, horny, the horniness of this game annoys me because the original characters, there was none of this. There was none of this or, in the original. It doesn't annoy you, though, because you're not having sex. Is that why? <laughs> <laughs> probably probably <laughs> that could be it because you're also funny. horny on let, me let's get out there let me get my therapist on the line let's see what <laughs> um but yeah um, no but it's just like always in your face and i'm like man you guys don't know cloud's an absolute asshole to jesse like my favorite line my favorite line in the beginning of the game is when jesse's trying to like explain to him how to do something he's like do you know what i do it's like the greatest like the delivery is i laugh for like 10 minutes straight like cloud's an asshole like Cloud really? is great in the new. Actually, the, all the main cast and including the the supporting cast, everyone in the characterization in this game is fantastic. Oh, the they voice acting is really phenomenal. Great. Yeah, like it's not just the acting, though, the the writing of them. They're they feel super familiar, but like so much more fleshed out as characters, which is why the story being a little bit less nuanced is a little underwhelming to me because they did so great in so many ways. And then and I, I think that's awesome too. And I like I talked to Colin. This is like a side note, but like the kids that they have in that game. Yeah. Or some of the most believable kids I've ever seen. Like when Cloud goes and saves those two and they're just like having that like argument about what Cloud sounds like when he's swinging his sword. <laughs> I was just like, oh, this is gold. This is really good. Really, really good stuff here. I also, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Pat. No, no, please. I was going to say, I mean, to go along with that, I think maybe now that I'm, I'm going through it in my head, a lot of the feel goodness 
isn't just the character interaction, but just how perfectly every song is playing at the right time when you walk in somewhere. And it just, like, literally the fact that when I'm in Sector 5 in every little area district of the tinier area, a map I'm in has its own little unique song. Then I go into an area and a jukebox is playing a song. Yes. Every damn time I'm getting that song and I'm buying that fit for 50 I'm so glad to hear you say that. My favorite thing of this entire game was collecting the songs. That was like my number one goal was to get every song in this game. And, yeah, I, and I never care about those usually. And it's, it's genuinely, I've already, I hear the, the soundtrack super expensive, but it's to the point where I'm like, I could see myself as putting on this music as background music. It's Aeris theme. Aeris theme. I want to get married to that song. That song's so beautiful. <laughs> like every time Aeris theme comes up, I'm like, Oh dear, here it's just it's a it's a beautiful soundtrack and i forgot how beautiful the soundtrack was well that was so that was so great the original is maybe my favorite video game soundtrack of all time is the original final fantasy 7 and nobu uematsu the guy who does it is a genius like he's like john williams of video games maybe better than john williams whatever uh the new game like takes all these familiar songs and then tweaks them and also adds in new songs and like you said when you're walking around wall market and it plays the same song in different themes and motifs when you move into different parts of town is like, oh my God, it's amazing. I wanted to live in Wall Market. I never wanted to leave that section. That was the best part. Of, I haven't played beyond Wall Market, but that section of the game was phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah. Like, I loved every part of Wall Market. Like, it made me a fan of this game. Like, I don't, like, it's hard for me to play this game now because I just want to be a Wall Market all the time. Like, that dance sequence is. <laughs> gold. It's all gold. It's hilarious. It's gold. Insane thing I've ever seen. It's insane. Oh. It, but the fact that they were able to take such a controversial segment of that game, revamp it to 2020, and still make it seem like it, it's not that I could be wrong, but it, it didn't seem like it was that offensive. It seemed like they did it very well. I think they did a great job, and I think it not only like it's it keeps all the heart of the original one of that segment of the game and all the weird kookiness of it, and then kind of makes it completely different. So I thought I knew what was going to happen and all the things to collect. And then it was different. They just like yeah. switched it. And all the guys in the gym were perfect, like exactly the way they're <laughs> supposed to be. Dude, it's so good. <laughs> if the whole game was just that section of Midgar, I think I would like the game even more. As a yeah. 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 It is good. It is interesting um, in certain parts of Midgar. I, I find myself as I'm playing, I'm, I'm almost, um, there are certain areas where I'm almost looking for items. Like my brain is just trained for open world games where in the beginning, first couple hours, I feel like when we were, um, right before we get to Jesse's house in the game and you're going to kind of go um, sneak into her house, she has you go and you're just walking around the area in front of there. And it's just like, it was so empty and huge and it looked amazing, but I was almost like having to stop myself. I'm like, okay, I don't hear a song. There's no collectible. It's like, maybe there'll be a chest, but it's nothing game altering that I have to go out of the way. And it's almost like, I wish more games respected my time like that instead of, cause my brain, I'm just automatically, let me go grab that. But I, it's not important. <laughs> You know, so many people, one of the complaints that I've seen about this game is that it reminded people of Final Fantasy 13. where like, you're kind of in a hallway is what they said. You know, like the game is on rails in a lot of ways where it's just directing you objective to objective. But the thing is, is that's what the original part of Midgar was in right. the first one. And that was the huge reveal at the end of the Midgar section of the original game is that like, oh, this is actually an open world game. And it was this huge moment where you're standing on the edge of the freeway, like mm -hmm. looking out. So I actually kind of like that they kept it that way and then made it sort of like a contained open world. You yeah. know, you got to explore these little parts of a city. You're in a slum. Like, where are you going to yeah. go? That's kind of the point of the thing. I think it fit the, uh, the setting. Of and the, I, the, the thing I have to say that could be controversial, and Pat and calling you guys, I, again, I'm not a game developer, but for this game to take so long to make 
I was, I'm kind of confused because there's so much gray and it doesn't seem like there's a lot of, and uh, don't get me wrong. The battle system is very intricate. That's one of the most intricate battle systems I've ever played in the JRPG. I love the battle system. We haven't, I'm surprised it took us so long to talk about the battle system. It's phenomenal. But I'm, I'm sitting here playing this game and I'm like, there's not a lot of variety in the environments. There's not a lot of variety in basically anything. Why did it take them so long to make this game? I think it's because they were concurrently making like tons of other That's games. True. That's yeah, true. yeah, yeah. Well, and, and on top of that, I think, you know, it's one, they're trying to also, it's, it's not just creating a new game, but you have to so delicately navigate the story and characters. So I think you have that. Two, it's super impressive. I feel like um, God of War may have done this in a more shiny bells and whistle way, but the way it, it would create uh, an effective no loading screen. God of War, I think it was more through cutscenes and stuff, so it's a little less in your face. In this game, there's a lot of moments where you're kind of maybe going through a tight alleyway, so all of a sudden you're kind of navigating. I I don't know for a fact. I think they're hiding their loading screens. Loading screens, screens yeah, for sure. So for I think sure. that may have taken some time because it is really impressive how I'll just put my controller down. I'm like, I literally didn't set this down even though I was watching some cutscenes here and there because you're pretty involved the whole time you're playing this game. True, true, yeah. It's not like, um, I don't know. I feel like when I used to play Final Fantasy X, that was my first one I played a lot of. Some of the cutscenes in that game, you, I could set down my controller for 45 minutes and it would still be playing. This, not so much. So I think that could have done a lot too of trying to make it flow so well yeah. um, with no loading. Final Fantasy X is like 70% a movie <laughs> which, which makes sense they were showing off the playstation graphics at the time i mean remember I, my mind has probably never been blown like the level of seeing uh titus and whoever the other person was when they were spinning around in water and stuff like my name is yuna god no, see, that's the original horny game that's the, that's the game that made it's final fantasy games horny oh that game is you so horny is through dialogue you just couldn't do it through anything else so that game they could actually show their body language Final yeah. Fantasy has always been horny since it's gone to PlayStation. Yeah, but we've achieved peak horniness now with the rendering of Jesse. That's like, that is the top, that's the echelon, the apex of horniness. Is <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've never seen a thirstier uh, character in a video game ever. Like, I love her. I do so, like Jesse. I really do enjoy, I enjoy all the characters. All the, Biggs is dope. Like Mel Gibson, Big, early Mel Gibson Biggs is dope. Like I love Biggs. Dude, even he's so, why is everyone so good looking? Everyone's good. Even even like uh like the side characters, like that old woman. Beautiful. That almost I'm like, okay, old lady. Okay. You look good, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right. So I I haven't gotten red. So I bet you even red's hot. Yeah, it's, no, that's I mean, the way they're going. If you had to, you know, do it with a dog from a laboratory. Is he a dog or a lion? I don't know, but I want to do him. Uh let's talk about the combat system. Um, because Eddie was all into it. First off, how many times have you died? Because this game kicks the crap out of you at the beginning of it. The bosses, I'm do actually doing well. The, the hardest section part is hard. It's no, like the hardest section I had was when you first go into that um, train station, the graveyard, and you have to fight these little call, and you're going to get there. It's frustrating. And they bring up these two ghosts that you have to beat down, and then it throws these scorpions at you, and like four at a time can jump on you. Oh, my. That, I died at that part like six or seven times. But other than that, I think the the combat is in a way where it's like if you die one time, you're like, okay, I understand what I have to do now, and then you can go back in and get through it pretty quickly. Every game needs to take their like load screen after dying, like how you can go just to the battle, you can go to your last uh, checkpoint because I think just being able to one just go back to the battle and being able to like, oh, okay, let me reset my materia and really think about it. I. I is awesome yeah i think i just started getting to the point though where i need to start really thinking about it, it was uh i think is is it 
what's is it the haunted house or the hell house or something like that where it's like the, the house with legs and stuff so that was the first time where i was like oh shit i need to like take a step back and actually think about this instead of just hey let me butt match with cloud i can send some commands here and there is like it became like a full-on tactics game at that point for me and not an action game that fight takes like 50 minutes too it just keeps going forever it's gnarly um uh, what was I going to say? I had a good point. Oh, um, you guys probably didn't notice this when you were playing because there's no reason for you to do this. Every single cutscene in that entire game, right from the very beginning, is skippable. You can skip anything at any point. Mm -hmm. I do know that, yeah. Which is a cool option to have. It's weird in a game like that because it's so story-driven. But if you die or have to go back or if you're playing it a second time, you can just and breeze through the game. I will say JRPGs are usually good about that. JRPGs are usually good about skipping skins. Actually, mostly Japanese games. The games that are developed in Japan are really good about that. Because I know Mercy and Yakuza games, you can just fly through them if you need to. So, but I did enjoy that about, but I'm, I'm watching all the cutscenes in Final Fantasy. That's what I'm so surprised about. Um, I'm watching the cutscenes because it's actually, the character development's pretty good. Uh, but just getting back to the battle system, it's just the way that the battle system works and just the way that you like, you have to jump between three characters in order to like get your combos ready or whatever. I just think it's very intricate. It's very fun and it's challenging. Like you said, Pat, it's a challenging game. And I don't think we see a lot of that in JRPGs where we, you get that challenge, but I also feel like I don't have to grind. And that's what I love about Final Fantasy VII. It's the first JRPG I played in a long time where I feel like I don't have to constantly grind for hours before I'm ready. It's more of like, okay, I failed this way. Maybe if I throw like a combo with Barrett and then switch to Cloud at that point, then and then that's the way you can work it out. It's like a Dark Soulsy kind of way. Yeah, it's more of an action game than it is like an RPG in terms of its combat, right? Like you don't have to level yeah, up to yeah. be able to take down things of higher levels. It's more figure out whatever their trick is and then be able to you know utilize that in the next round. Yeah, which is great for people who are good at video games, but people like me who are used to old school Final Fantasies, it's a little annoying. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, I almost feel like they could have, in my opinion, done a better job of having it ramp up and scale up. I, I feel like it kind of plateaus and then it just spikes. Oh, just um, wait. All of a sudden. No, you're there. You're there. The difficulty spike after the Hell House was like, and I was like, what the? F I was, I was frustrated. Yeah, I was it's frustrated. like a um, All right, I could talk about Final Fantasy VII forever. We know interest of time <laughs> let's talk about the other gigantic game that's happening right now and that's animal crossing uh a game that eddie pretty much lives in at this point uh explain to me why you like it it's a casual it's a casual stardew valley yeah it's a casual okay. stardew valley and, and i don't even want to compare stardew valley to animal crossing because i don't i think it does a disservice but i think we're at a time right now where i think boring games <laughs> We're at a time where we can appreciate boring games. And I'm not calling, you know, Animal Crossing. I have a lot of fun with Animal Crossing. I have 160 hours already in Animal Crossing. You literally just said it was a boring game. It, it's a boring game if, you like, if you're like, if you're a Call of Duty fan or if you're like a hardcore action fan, this is not the game for you. But if you're looking for a game that you can slowly build your town, like enjoy yourself, not be pressured into anything, and play, play on your own level, like play at your own leisure, and this is the perfect game for you. The thing I think is amazing about it is how it implements like real time, you know? So everyone's kind of playing on like a single timeline and like things update in real time and you get like updates every morning and the game kind of tells you when it's done. Like if you did everything in one day, it's like, all right, you did it, see you later. Uh, but I found myself, I played the crap out of it for like seven straight days. And then on like the eighth day I logged in and I'm like, what am I 
doing with my life right now? Like walking around, chopping down the same stupid tree on the same dumb island, which is like this big. Like I, I know that they keep adding in new things. I just really lost interest like immediately. I was shocked by how quickly I lost interest in that game. Yeah, I think they, they don't it, – it's a game. It's funny. It's so light and easy, but then it doesn't give you all the details you need on, like, who you need to go talk to. Like, I, I've heard so many stories where they're like, if I would have known, I just need to walk up to Tom Nook, hand him a few fish and, and bugs early on, and that would have gotten me the store. Like, there's people like, I waited a week because I didn't know I needed to go talk to him and give him that. So there's so many little things like that. I think um, that's just how the game is and always been. It's, I played multiple other Animal Crossing. This is the first time I haven't time-jumped. So, if, if you know Animal Crossing, a lot of people do this and break the system. Back in the GameCube days, you could change your system clock, and then that's how you would get around it only being able to do so much in one day. But then you get shamed by the game over and over again for doing that. <laughs> Which actually, it's really cool, because beyond just having the button mash through dialogue, it doesn't actually do anything to you. Um, it kind of breaks the spirit of the game, but if you want to do it, you can. At first, I felt overwhelmed by Animal Crossing. I've put in probably about like 100 hours. Like I put in a lot of time on it. Love the game. It's, I've now hit a point where I don't feel like I have a ton to do. So it's more of like I spend five to 20 minutes in it every day, log in, do a couple things. And then it's like, oh, what's in my, my furniture stores or something I want? Great. And it's now about customizing my own little house. But then the day, it's just a fun little distraction it's, uh, I, I'm curious how long I'm going to stick with it at this point. And it was never designed to be a game that you play hours and hours and hours every day. It was always a game that was designed for you to check in periodically through, like every day. Like it was a game that they wanted you to play like 30 to 45 minutes a day. Yeah. That's the initial, initial. And I feel like a lot of people fell off of Animal Crossing because we went on the shelter in place right when it came out. And everyone was putting in hours and hours and hours and hours when it first released. I don't think it was designed to be played that way. But like, the thing is, is like, I get that, but it's also a $60 game. And like, if I'm only supposed to be playing it for 30 to 45 minutes a day, and there's not enough content to like stretch out for more than that, then it's basically like a mobile game that I paid $60 for. Yeah, it's, it's, but it's also, it can also be, you can call that a lifestyle game, right? I guess, yeah. I mean, I, look, it comes down to whatever your personal preference is. And clearly a lot of people love this game and are playing the crap out of it. I also love the social aspect of it and everyone's kind of like sharing this game at the same time. Mm -hmm. I just felt like I played it. I thought I was going to get really into it and it was a good distraction for a little bit. And I felt like it was like playing a mobile game. I was like, okay, I did it. Like there's nothing left in this game for me. Like what do I care about meeting another dumb villager? Or like you can make a song now for your island. Like I don't give a crap about that. And I just moved on to other games immediately. Yeah, it's not for everyone. Did you ever play the uh, like GameCube or the older Animal Crossings? No, so I feel like that's maybe my issue here is that I've never played Animal Crossing before. So this is my first Animal Crossing experience. So I feel like if you like the, the game, it's probably like the best version of Animal Crossing that's come out so far, right? And yeah, no, no, it's not. It's really? not. Wow. No, I will say this right now. Um, as someone We're who about to die at my no, it's, uh, I know I need to hide, like, hide I feel, my, I I feel the heat of the pitchforks behind me uh, showing up. <laughs> yeah, I need to, like, I'm checking my back right now. Um, it's not, and, and, but a lot of these Animal Crossing people who have been playing this game since the Nintendo DS GameCube days, they've said the same thing. This is a very bare bones experience, whereas um, they're adding red. They're adding a new addition to the museum. That, that never happened in the past games. We all got that on release. 
But but the one thing I'm wondering, I, I feel like day one, this was actually the most complete game. I think the overall Animal Crossing experience, it was missing stuff that they're patching in. But I think you could actually do a lot more without time jumping early on. I was going to say, if Pat would have played these games, the last version or the version before, I think day one you would have had even less to do um, to, to move around. I, that That's what I remember, but it's been a while. Since Colin, I- do you think that they implemented the, like, the slow patches per month to prevent people from time jumping. Cause I know like in the past, especially with new leaf, like you could time jump as much as you want. And by the end, like people in the first month, they already had Brewster's uh, coffee shop and all the upgrades to Nook's um, like Nook. What was it called? The Nook, Nook, Nookstrom's Nookstrom's. Cause they took that from Nordstrom's. So, I mean, and you could do that in a week. I wonder, do you think that they did this in order to keep people from time jumping? I, I don't, I think it's more of an issue because they're just coming, not even an issue. I think they're coming off of uh, Animal Crossing uh, Pocket Camp. They had the mobile edition and I think they saw probably they could be a lot more nimble and flexible when it came to seasonal events. So just like if they would have went ham because the um, Bunny Day event, that was pre-built. Like that's not something they were making last second. So imagine if every in-holiday event was like the Bunny Day event, but the fact that they're not putting these in ahead of times, they can now go and actually adjust for their next event coming up for Halloween. Yeah. I don't know if you were on camera right there, but Edmund just shot himself. Yeah, yeah that event was terrible. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> the worst. I wanted to kill everything. Oh, my God. I hate Easter. But, uh, dude, if just that's what the whole game is. It's just like collect 10 of these random items and then bring them to me. Oh, thanks for that. Now you can collect 10 of these random items. Mm. Um, that's the game. That's mm. the entire freaking game. I don't know. It's more like collecting your shared space or collecting items to build your shared space so that you can share it with friends. And the one thing I will say about this Animal Crossing that's different than the others is that we have Twitter now. And Animal Crossing, seeing, like, people post their stuff on Twitter and seeing people, like, post their QR codes of their creations on Twitter, we didn't have that before. So that has been, like you said, Pat, the social aspect of this game has been phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And you just to see how many people that I would never expect to be in the Animal Crossing get into it. Yeah. I... It's, it's, just, cool. it's how you play it. It's it's how you play it. It's way different. It, it's, it's cool to have it like open to stuff. I'm just saying like I opened mine up and then I had like four publicists show up and start playing Ocarinas on my island and I wanted to smash my Switch. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the friends you play with. Well, and, and, that's, that's on me. That's the people you play it's with. Funny though, I was just giving props to like, hey, Nintendo, like you're, you're doing seasonal events. They're figuring out ways to be flexible. But when someone, the fact that you have to open up your island and then when someone shows up, it literally shuts down the game for everyone and shows like a screen being like, hey, someone's traveling here. And if I'm in my inventory, then that person can't even travel there. Like it blows my mind that they have not figured out a better We're way. talking about Nintendo. Why are, Why are they so bad at this? It's crazy town. We're talking about I Nintendo. Play, I've been playing Warzone like crazy. I've been playing so much Warzone. It's kind of unhealthy actually how much i've been playing but that game is so easy to just launch and start up i played it with coworkers. i played with like rando people that i've become friends with like you've asked me to play and i won't go on yeah i know you never play (laughs) (laughs) anyway warzone has it like down it is a phenomenal online experience and then you log on to animal crossing it's like playing in 2003 yeah but i think you know call of duty's been pulling out multiplayer game since 2011 nintendo's just getting into multiplayer so i don't i i mean it's Nintendo like, makes billions of dollars a years and they've been making video games for longer than like any yeah, other their first really big foray into multiplayer was splatoon 
It's called it's it's pricing elasticity. That's all it is. I'm gonna throw some jargon at you. Pricing elasticity. It's because no matter what feature of internet or um, accessibility when it comes to joining a game, we're all buying Animal Crossing anyways. Now, if Call of Duty is gonna have issues with joining games like that, that's gonna hit them in their pocketbooks. Yeah. Online features is it? I mean, Nintendo they they would actually lose money if they probably spent money to, to develop these features. Like they probably determined like, Hey, people are going to buy this anyways. Why should we spend money on it? Which stinks, but it's probably the truth. You sound like you work for Nintendo con. Uh, Oh shoot. They wouldn't like me. I don't know. Not my cup of tea. Whatever. There's lots of games out right now that are doing good. You like Final also, Fantasy 10. So, whatever. I don't care about your opinion on games. Like, Final Fantasy X was garbage, and you're over there saying it's one of the best Final Fantasy games. How dare you? How many Final Fantasy games have you even played? Not 10. Actually, I played 10. I hated 10. That is amazing. You're an idiot. I think both of you need to have a gamer off. You guys can list off how big of a gamer you are, and we can have everyone determine who's the bigger. You know, it's your preference, because everyone knows, like, you guys know, I love those, like, Harvest Moon, Stardew Valleys, like, those are, that's my type of, that's my cup of tea, so right there. You bought bought Shinmu 3, I mean, that sounds like the most boring game ever. (laughs) Take that back. I haven't even played, I haven't even played Shinmu 3, I can't even, I have it on my life, I was going to play it during this quarantine, so I need to get into it. Eddie, I saw you the other day still playing Judgment, which I know that you've already beaten. I haven't beat it yet. No, I'm playing Ow. Judgment. You play I'm playing it like, like a TV down. show. I'm playing it like I'll beat a chapter, and then I'll, I, I don't want to beat that game because I love it so much. Have you played Judgment before? I've mm-hmm. never played Judgment. I need to play Judgment. I'd be curious how you would like it. I've played probably halfway through Judgment myself. I think I kicked, like, Eddie's button to, like, basically – he saw me playing it. He's like, oh, I got to get back into this. Like, this was, like, a month or two ago, but – it is a really good game, and it's just a good, like, lawyer, procedural type of yeah. We had a really good review of it. My reviewers loved it. Um, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I get really, really into a game. I play it until, like, the wheels fall off of it, and then I need to go, like, find another game. And I'm, like, searching for a game that, like, clicks in the same way. And it, like, takes a while before that happens. I feel the same way. That's, I'm at that point with Final Fantasy VII right now. I know that I just need to, like, push through it. But like that fall off from um, uh, Wall Market to after Wall Market was just oh my god! Like I don't disagree with you. I agree. Uh, you gotta finish it though. Like I, I'm, th- I'm getting there. I'm like, I'm gonna like sit down and play it this weekend. But like every time I launch that game, I'm like, oh, it's like a, it's becoming a chore. So. Um, it's funny, I, I get the same way, but then every time I've fought through it, and I, every time I'm like, oh my God, I'm so glad I did that. But there is this weird men- mental thing. I have the same block where I turn, and like the other night I did it. I was like, oh, oh, and then I was like, actually, I could play Civilization on my Switch, and then I played Civ Six for 200. Five-year-old game. <laughs> and I'm playing Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze right now on my Switch. Fantastic so. game. I've Talk about a good that. soundtrack. Yeah. Great yeah, music. a fantastic soundtrack. That game is hard, by the way. So hard. So quick, hard. too. Yeah, I don't know why it's so difficult. That's like regarded. It was heavily regarded when it came out. People loved that game. I don't think we ever talked about it, though. Yeah, because it came out on the Wii U, which like seven people owned. I mean, when, this, when it re-released on Switch, everybody was talking about it for a little bit. People were pissed because it was $60 because it was a re-release. I was pissed because it was 60 I was pissed because Final Fantasy VII Remake was 60 But now that I'm playing it, I'm like, okay, this makes sense. This makes sense. Okay, this is a $60 game. More than I When I see Final Fantasy VII, I'm like, how are they making money off this? This looks like it was so expensive to make. Yeah. It costs more than the GDP of, like, most countries in the entire <laughs> world. Oh, crazy. 
Well, hopefully they'll, they can take the, the tech and then that's what they're going to use for, like, I'm, I'm hopeful for future Final Fantasy single player games. I'm curious, you know, are they going to use this? We're going to get another Final Fantasy game. Or, or is this going to be the remake version where they make Final Fantasy VIII remake? They make, like, is this, I'm curious. Where God, the, Final Fantasy VIII is garbage. Why would they give us another Final Fantasy when they can just go back and remake all their games? I feel like this is just going to be Square Enix's thing now. I would literally buy Every single one of those, except look how well Final Fantasy VII Remake did. I mean, I think you could do the but same seven, numbers. Of- well, I don't know, maybe, maybe 10, but I feel like over the years it's kind of dropped off more. Seven is special, like, seven is of the top 10 games of all time, almost always on that list. That's true, for- but you can also say, like, if this game does very well, you're gonna want you're gonna introduce a new fan base of Final Fantasy games, and then you can Good. go back and introduce like a whole bunch of like three. And nine, I, I would love to see nine remade. Nine is amazing. But look at the remasters. I mean, they already remastered a whole bunch of these and they're doing fantastic. Like, and people were pissed that they didn't remaster eight, so much so that they like responded and then put it back out there. Also, look at the Resident Evil games. They're remaking those. Remaking is a real trend and it's really happening. And I've written a couple stories about this. Well, look at the Trials of Mana reviews that came out today. People love Trials of Mana, and that's another story. By the way, and I'm now I guess I'm allowed to talk about it, but I've been playing that for the last like week. Do you like it? No, not at all, frankly. <laughs> I, I, I get the vibe, like, from the stuff I've seen on it. I can see why people would like it, but to play an, an art style game like that for so long, it seems like it would be tough for me to slog through. Sorry, I don't want to be a jerk to this game because it is a very well-made game, and my reviewer really liked it a lot. It is just not for me. It was like yeah. Dragon Quest, where, like, I just am not into it. It's, I love Final Fantasy, but I'm not a huge JRPG fan from, like, the 90s and the 2000s. I might have to pick this up if it's, like, Dragon Quest then. Okay. It's a lot like Dragon Quest. It looks like Dragon Quest. It plays like Dragon Quest. <laughs> no, frankly, I think it has a better story. Better like, I like the characters. It's awesome. Oh, okay. If, you, if you're into up. it, you're into it. If you're not, then you're not. Like, that's okay. it. It's a well-made I might, game. I might pick it up after Final Fantasy VII then. Do it. Yeah. I'm, I might have to. No, you just did. Oh, yeah. We have nothing else to do, and everyone else seems to be playing video games right now anyway. So. Beer. Um, yeah. We were going to talk about how many people are playing video games and how much money they're making, but I feel like everybody knows that. But just to put it in context, the global market for video games in March produced $10 billion worth of spending. $10 billion in March, which is a record, by the way. Uh, a lot of people are playing video games right now, and I'm wondering if when quarantine ends and movie theaters and like other stuff starts opening up again, if video games is really going to relinquish that much of the market. Probably not, because we're not going to get a new movie until next year, right? Even if you do, I mean, like, I feel like games, games was already the big thing. I think this was like the boot that finally came down that was just like, video games are the dominant form of pop culture at this moment. If you have nowhere to go, it's what you can play right now, right? And I think it, it I think it's also boistered by an Animal Crossing, which Anybody can play Animal Crossing. And then Final Fantasy is a lot more popular than people think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even beyond just big, uh, big box video games, I mean, there's instances where, um, you know, my, my partner, she's um, going and she's playing uh, Settlers of Catan online against friends. And they used to have game nights weekly. And they're, they're figuring out ways to play online. And I wonder, too, I'm like, you know what, if, she, if we have an hour to kill and we're sitting around on Saturday now and – in the past, would she ever put on Settlers on her laptop? Never. Now, I think that's actually something that very well could happen. So I'd be curious, too, if long-term, if, you know, there's demographics of people that never would have even tried to play a game, and this being their their gateway, their gateway into gaming. I think everyone is gaming right now. I mean, I started playing Words with Friends with my sister, if, I mean, if you want to call that, like, gaming and stuff. But, like, she that's never gaming. played any games. It's a game. 
Yeah. Uh, I know I started playing, I play Warzone with like everyone right now, but like coworkers who I've like convinced to buy a PlayStation 4, like who are now logging on to play Warzone with me, like everyone is playing games right now. People I didn't even know own Switches, by the way. I see like tweeting about Animal Crossing and I'm in like Slack channels at work just talking to people who are like in their 40s and 50s talking about Animal Crossing. It actually makes me feel good because I've had like people that I went to high school and college with, like I haven't talked to them for a long time, like like Facebook me Ooh, or tweet me or I'm not saying names, but like asking me like, what video game should I buy right now? I'm like, dude, I don't know how to recommend video games to you. Like I play fucking JRPG. I play JRPGs. Like, I don't know what to, I don't know what to recommend to you. So, um, but yeah, it seems like a lot of people that even didn't play before are really getting into it. So, but I don't, I don't think this is going to carry over. Well, in, I feel like as soon as we get this shelter in place, lifted, people are gone. Well, the interesting side of things is like, you know, um, I have a family member that I've, that's, he's younger and he's 12 years old and trying to, I've been trying to help him out with, with school and stuff and, and seeing all the, the options of whether it's, um, Nat Geo at home or, or, um, he, it was actually a teacher brought up using the Assassin's Creed, um, yes, yes. Thing and and they're gonna and they're doing ancient Greece right now, so they're actually gonna look through there. Also, Minecraft. We got to go and take. They made a, a per scale replica of the USS International Space Station. So me and him for twenty minutes, we went on Minecraft and messed around and started adding on add-ons to this. So, so there there are other things I think where there's parents that never found it acceptable to use video games as, as a teaching tool. They're now seeing it and being like, oh, I can turn this on and still do my work. Or I can go and get uh, chores done around the house and have my kid. I can shut my kid up for 15 minutes. Yeah. Or chill out. Literally chill out. Yeah. yeah and now go. you know what we have to deal with every day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. God. Help all of you. Yeah. Uh, you're seeing the video game companies too, like recognize that Minecraft made a whole bunch of its educational content available for free uh, in light of COVID. A lot of video game companies have actually done really cool things, not just raising money for charity, but also like, you know, speaking just to their audience. With um, PlayStation, actually, and one of the other games I've been playing is the original Uncharted games, which I never played because I never had a PS3. I kind of missed like that generation of gaming. Uh, I had the Xbox 360, but I never played PS3, so I missed all the- You're not missing much. Yeah, but the Uncharted games are great and I never played them and they're awesome. And now I get to hop in for free. They hold up great. I, bu- I bought the, the Uncharted Legacy collection like two years ago or something. And it was something I just put it on easy and I kind of sat back and treated it as a movie. And that was one of the most fun video game experience I've had in the last few years is in the fact they're doing that for free and anyone can download a copy and it's free forever. So uh-huh. as long as you snag it right now, you own that copy. I'm a little upset with the way they're branding this because we were going to get a free game anyway with PlayStation. Oh, wait, was this not on PlayStation Plus? No, it goes Plus? on top. This is called Stay at Home, so they're still doing the PS uh, Plus deal. So you still Okay. This is for anyone, so you don't even have to. I don't, I don't know if you have to have PS Plus or not. That's cool. Okay, you don't. I know that. Not need PS Plus. Edmund. My bad. Sorry. You know I'm the PlayStation stand on the podcast, so I'm just, I, I, you literally tweeted the other day that you hate Xbox One. Yeah, my Xbox is a piece of shit. Excuse my language, but I look at it every day and I just want to kick it out my window. I hate it. I hate it. It just Eddie, takes Eddie up space. Eddie sat there and was looking at his PlayStation, had so much, di- or his Xbox, and had so much disgust that he had to tweet it in that moment. I like, spit on it. I was like, hate you. Just I hate you. File. Do something with your life, Microsoft Xbox One. <laughs> make something of yourself seriously all i do is use it for dc universe because it's for some reason dc universe sucks and that's the only thing that i can play dc universe with 
is my oh, Xbox. You're talking the app, not the universe, not the MMO. No, the app, because I still watch that Harley Quinn show. But like, it's the only thing I can watch it on. That's the only reason I use my Xbox because it's a trash system. The animated Harley Quinn series. It's a good Does DC send you a personal thank you every month for subscribing? They should. I just forgot. Sure, it's been a two year. I don't even, dude, I don't even know where the subscription is. I've been trying to cancel this shit for three weeks and I or three months and I can't find it. I think right I subscribed now. over iTunes because iTunes keeps saying, "Oh, DC Universe." I'm like, how did I do this? You're what locked in life. You can never leave. No. Mm-mm. You got you got to cancel the subscription through your iPhone. It's cool. I use DC Universe. Yeah, just keep it. Yeah. Or just throw your Xbox out a window. Either way, Ooh. they both work. Or just give it away to a child. Just be like, you want to take it, probably. Yeah, they probably wouldn't. They'd be like, I want a PlayStation. Give this back. <laughs> oh my God, this isn't a Switch. Get out of here. Um, all right. I feel like we kind of already did it, but since we're short on time, let's play a little bit of what are you playing, though I think we've mostly talked about it. But also, let's talk about what are you drinking, guys? Drinking nothing because I finished. Um, what were you drinking? Why, why don't you put I, it, Eddie? Why don't you put in a plug for them then? I was drinking from my local brewery, the Ocean View Brew Works. I got a hazy IPA today called the Rolling Nowhere. Look at look at how beautiful their cans are. Though. That is a beautiful can. It's, a beautiful that is a can. Nice can. it's one of my favorite breweries. I go there once a week. Um, so yeah, that's what I was drinking on. And what am I playing? Um, I'm playing a lot. Um, Animal Crossing, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Sims Four. I rebooted play, uh, Red Dead Redemption How are 2. you still playing Sims? I have like 700 hours in The Sims. Who are you? It's just, I, I don't know. It's like my addiction. Um, and then I'm going to get back into Splatoon 2 because they have a Splatfest coming up this uh, in a couple weeks. So I'm going to try to get back into Splatoon 2. That's what I'm playing. Colin, hit me. Uh, first off of the beer, we got a uh, got a Racer Five from Bear Republic. Solid, uh, solid IPA. One of my go-tos. This always got these bad boys in the fridge. The IPAs. Yeah, gotta gotta have the IPAs. It's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah, we we've got Eddie uh, turned over to the dark side now. He's he's enjoying the IPAs now. Yeah, I just like seeing Eddie drink beer. It's, it's crazy. He's become he drinks beer more than I do now. Don't say that my parents watch this. I don't drink beer that much. I do. I don't drink beer that much. They're lying. God, Jesus Christ, about to snitch on me. What are you now, playing, now Colin? Tell us what you've been playing all this time. Um, Tell us about the civilization you're in. Um, let's see. So we got the Racer Five. Um, Final Fantasy Seven. Want to make um, make uh, you know put a dent into that. Civ Six. Been loving that. Got that on sale. And then um, Animal Crossing. And then also I'm looking to uh, start playing um, Deep. What is it? Is it uh, Stranded Deep or Deep Stranded? Oh, you would. That's I gotta look it up. What? Death Stranding? What are you talking about? No, he's talking about a game where it's a survival game that was released on Steam a couple years ago. Where essentially you're uh, stranded on an island and you have to build a raft to get yourself off that island. Stranded deep. And it just came out on PlayStation yesterday. It's $20. And it's, you start off, uh, you're playing crashes and you start off in a raft and I haven't started it yet. I'm excited. And basically you start building and crafting things and you island hop and you try to build a shelter and there's sharks and everything everywhere. It's a game with sharks. I'm going to buy it. Makes sense. I mean, you can't really go. If you don't know anything about Colin. If there's a game that has water in it, he's going to buy it. Like that, that Maneater game that comes out next month, the open world uh, shark game. Oh, I'm going to be playing that. Yeah, it's the one where you play as Hall and Oates in the 80s and you like have to go around playing bass and harmonizing with each other. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. We're getting a Seinfeld game, so we might get a Hall and Oates game pretty soon. Who knows? Don't even joke about it. There's a Seinfeld game coming. Is that what you a said? Point and click adventure Seinfeld game. Yes. And I heard it. According to Hollywood Reporter, it did very well. It looks awesome. Yeah, it did very um, well in its screening. 
I am drinking Firestone Walker's Pivo Pilsner, though I have been drinking a lot of other Firestone Walker beers. Firestone Walker. Uh, might be the best brewery in the world. I'm not sure, but it's definitely up there. As far as games I'm playing, I already beat Final Fantasy VII. I played a lot of Warzone. Uh, I have been playing Trials of Mana, and I want to finish it, even though you know it's not my cup of tea, though it is fun and the art style is good. I've been playing Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, but I also want to call out a game which is really cool that I feel like a lot of people don't know. It's called Good Job, with an exclamation point. I and wanted to ask just, you about that. It's awesome, and more people need to play it. It's a little indie game. It's available on Switch. It might be on other platforms. I'm not sure, but I'm playing it on Switch. It's by a Dutch developer, a small one. They're called Paladin Studios. I'm pretty sure that's it. I want to make sure I'm getting it right because, yeah, Paladin Studios. It's a Dutch game developer. The game is you're kind of like a little stick figure that walks around in like a corporate environment, and you're tasked with doing very menial things like plugging in a projector. But you get more points the more stuff you destroy in the room. And so it shows you at the end, it shows you all the things you destroyed throughout the room and everything is destructible and it's all physics based. And it's like the most fun thing to pop into for like seven minutes that has ever been made. It's incredible. I love this game and I wish more people knew about it. So go play good job. I'm, I'm going to download it probably tonight then. I think it only costs like $7 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's a cheap game. Fantastic game. And it's one of those like Nintendo indies that we should support because they do, they do a very good job with their indie games. Uh, we should do an entire podcast about Nintendo's indies because their pivot to really supporting the indie community has been amazing and should be applied. And you, you're not really seeing that from any other developer right now. Um, you would think that Microsoft being Microsoft, especially with what they're doing right now, they would try to like do some more of that, like let's bring in some indie developers and build them up, but whatever. I mean, I, I'd be curious too to, to go along with that. I mean, um, I'm wondering more Sony and, and Microsoft that they even more heavily um, – start investing in indie studios right now because who knows a year or two from now we may be only getting a, a strong influx in a lot of indie games where it's smaller teams that are really um flexible and they can adapt and work from home because a lot That's of the issues trying to create games when you can't bring your proprietary machinery home like companies are trying to figure out legally how they can even let their um engineers and, and developers work from home and just off of that point, A, let's say, I mean, the BAFTA Game Awards, the BAFTA Game Awards, say what you ever want about them. But they, Outer Wilds won Game of the Year there. That was an indie game. It was made by a very small studio here in Los Angeles, and it deserved to win. And then you also have Ori and the Will of the Wisps, based off of what Colin just said. That game was made completely remotely. Everyone who worked on that game was not in really? the physical location. Yeah, isn't that incredible? That's interesting. Yeah. And that's hmm. something that can be done now, and you're going to see a lot more of that, because why wouldn't you? And it's almost like you're going to be incentivized to do that. And it's like, that's the only way you're going to be able to be nimble to produce. I mean, there's a lot, who knows, but um, I'd be very, I feel like those smaller nimble studios are the ones that are actually having some sense of normalcy right now compared to these large uh, big budget studios. Well, how many games did we get postponed from the big budget studios? We had uh, Last of Us 2 get postponed. We had... Um, no, Last of Us 2 is not from a developmental standpoint. That wasn't it. A- it's not confirmed, but it, like, basically, I mean, they did it because if Supply you don't chain. have a physical release, you're going to lose a significant portion of your profits from mm-hmm. that game, which makes sense. And I don't understand why anyone would be mad about that. Like, why would a company deliberately make less money? Animal Crossing did amazing, I, though. I think it's also... Would Animal Crossing do that well if it didn't release during the quarantine? Who knows? They sold 5 million digital copies. I don't know how many physical copies they sold. Oh, okay. I, I think it's also just a lot of being nervous about this, the future supply chain. And they're, they're like, well, and, and it's how investors react to those numbers. So regardless of the messaging, if investors get low numbers, they're going to be, this isn't good. So I think they're just like, hey, why do this when we can just sit and wait? They're going to be sitting and wait on it because it, it pretty much was already ready to go gold from what I read. 
Yeah, and it doesn't matter really at the end of the day. I mean, like, because the video game industry or the audience is so used to delays anyway. It's not yeah. like when you delay a film and there's more like hoopla or delayed like a television show. We're used to delays. This game was already delayed too, by the way, like yeah. not that long ago. But think about it. This time last year, we thought we were going to be playing Cyberpunk right now. We thought we'd be playing Last of Us um, 2 right now. No, wait, Last of Us 2 was a May release. So we would, we would still be waiting on um, Last of Us 2. Yeah, but we'd be we playing Cyberpunk. Ugh. Ugh. Imagine Cyberpunk during the quarantine. That would Don't say that. Why are you saying this? I'm telling you I'm not to say it. Just just go ahead and say it. It's going to be a better game that now that you know we postponed it. Because I, I'm one of those people that praises postponements. I love it because we were going to get a better product at the end. Um, but it would have sure been nice to play Cyberpunk on this quarantine. I'm telling you that now. Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand. You can't, people talk out of some, both sides of their mouths all the time. It's like, you're going to get upset about postponements, but at the same time, you're going to just trash No Man's Sky for coming out too early, which like rightfully so, it shouldn't have come out because it was like a broken game when it was released. But like, you can't have both. You can't be like, oh, it's so great that No Man's Sky has gotten so much better, even though they charged people full price when it came out and it was a broken game. And, and they, like, they, they made it right. Happened. They made it right. No Man's yeah, Sky they made, made it right. A year and a half later. They, they still did. made it right. They didn't refund anybody. And still made it right. You can go back and play No Man's Sky if you paid it for the $60 original. It's a great game now. I might but play it this weekend. Yeah, and it's like at the end of the day, though, it's like for their company, for Hello Games, like I'm, I'm curious, like how they're, they're not, this isn't DLC, like how are they making more money? Like, does that mean they just outsold so much in the, the onset that they were just able to, I, I'm very, they, we could probably do a whole episode on them and just the development of that game because yeah. I'm just, know the I'm answer any of these companies reported their numbers. <laughs> Drives me freaking crazy. <laughs> but and it, it's interesting because this is the way that games are going now. Because we talked about Animal Crossing, like Animal Crossing did not release a full game. Um, they're going to be adding patches monthly, monthly. We don't know how long they'll be supporting their game. Uh, I mean, Everybody Red was. Everybody's playing it. Everyone's playing it exactly. But is, are we going to get full games anymore? Final Fantasy VII is the first I part of how many full games anymore? <laughs> are, wait, are, but like, are we? Because look at the last the top games that we got with Final Fantasy VII is a part one of whatever um what you call well, it? Yeah. animal crossing which is not was not the full release we're going to probably not going to get the full release of animal crossing yeah. until a year I, I would argue that animal crossing is the full release there's just certain characters like i, I don't see that as actual fundamental game change it's just it's uh, a guy you can get surprise colin shilling for nintendo again <laughs> <laughs> Sorry that my pockets are fat with that big Nintendo money. <laughs> well, it's a Sims. Okay, there's a small segment of people that are going to know what I'm talking about. It's, it's, a it's the Sims 4 thing. Like Sims 3, we had a full-on experience where you could go throughout your neighborhoods. Everyone was running at the same time. And Sims 4 took a huge step back for the series where people like hated that game. I still think Sims 3 is a far superior product. So it's the same with Animal Crossing. They just gave us like a less... And no, they're still going to add on to it. But I just, why not give us a full experience at, at the beginning? But I don't, I don't get it. You just said that you spent like 250 hours like in The Sims 4. Yeah, so. but I, I, st and I still don't understand why they just couldn't give us a full release. Like same with. Yeah, but you're still playing it for over but, 200 hours. Yeah, because I'm going to play Animal Crossing regardless. But same with Final Fantasy. Like I have to pay 270 dollars to get a full Final Fantasy experience. Like who wants? They to don't care as long as you're paying that money. Yeah, but still, it's just like release all of it at once. Why well, I gotta wait for it's like 10 years? I'm gonna be 50. 
Only 50. <laughs> well, Eddie, you know, you know, if someone, if they did put everything on Animal Crossing, there would have been someone six hours early, like, I beat the whole game. I and that's their fault. And, and that's their problem. Because they're a dummy who likes to time travel. I don't care about it. That's their Nintendo problem. needs to make a bigger game. <laughs> did that happen in New League? Got him. I think that happened with New Leaf. People were like, this game is small to me. People are like, I've spent 10,000 hours on Destiny 2. This game is broken. Like, it is not complete. It's like, you spent 10,000 hours on a game for 60 bucks. Like, you should IP address. Hydra IP address. You're about to get shocked saying stuff like that. I just love Colin's dumb idiot voice. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey. Let me tell you about this game. Hey, I'm Johnny Gamer. <laughs> this is going to be my new You can find me on Reddit. Yeah. What's up? Oh my god! I'm an inside uh, source for Kotaku. Oh, shots oh. fired! I'll delete uh, it. I'll edit right. it out. I think we're running out of time. But yeah, we are. I want to thank everybody for joining us. It has been a long time since we made a podcast. Hopefully, we can get back in the swing of doing these. Things have been really weird lately. Not just in the world at large, but also at my company. Just professionally, a lot of crazy stuff going on. But. I love doing these and it was very nice to talk to you guys and I appreciate everybody who's listening and supports the podcast anyway. We're on the Twitters, we're on the YouTubes, we're over That's on. it. That's all we're on. We don't have a website anymore. We are we are slowly It's called a startup. We're bare bones, we're scrappy. We drink IPAs. Okay, my <laughs> We're drinking IPAs over happy hour right now. I mean, this is as startup as it gets. It doesn't get more startup. But if you do want to support us, we will be posting our video podcast. I like this. I think we should stay yeah. on this. Uh, yeah. We'll I mean, be posting our video podcast on YouTube. So check, subscribe to our YouTube. Check out our YouTube. And just, yeah, follow our Twitter. That's where and we're going to And much like the Final Fantasy VII remake, we're horny, guys. Look at how horny we are. We're just bringing the horniness right now. You both have partners. Don't, like, let's not do this. Come join us. Both, one of you is engaged, one of you is married. Let's not do this. I am single as can be. Let's not I do this. I don't think my wife even knows I have pockets. She shouldn't. She shouldn't. I'm talking to myself in the room again. Patrick, who are you talking to? Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm over here gaming. I'm on Ready. game on Reddit. Let's go. Over here. Okay. Let's go. All right, thanks everybody. We love you. Love Bye. you. Bye. Bye. Hi, Earl. Bye, Earl. Bye, Earl. Bye, Earl.